Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said, and thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hey guys, we have an amazing show for you today. We have Lauren Paul and Molly Thompson of The Kind Campaign. These women and mamas themselves have had it be their mission since college to inspire and teach girls about the effects of bullying, how to be kinder, how to be more conscious, and they're truly incredible. And we can't wait for you to hear our conversation with them. But before that, we want to thank one of our sponsors, Each and Every. If you don't know about Each and Every, get on this train. It is a gender-inclusive deodorant formulated for sensitive skin, made without aluminum, parabens, baking soda, alcohol, and synthetic fragrances, all the things you want, and it works. It has been proven to provide order protection equal to an antiperspirant without the aluminum. You guys, it goes on silky smooth, keeps you odor-free all day, plus it is vegan and cruelty-free. So if you visit com slash mama and use promo code mama, you will get 30% off your further purchase. That's not eligible to combine with other discounts or subscriptions. That's promo code mama at com slash mama. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we're back. Our guests today are two beautiful and inspiring mamas who, after meeting at Pepperdine University and finding that they both had been affected by female bullying throughout their youth, joined forces and dedicated their time to create the Kind Campaign, a multi-platform movement that has transformed hundreds of thousands of lives, friendships, classrooms, and communities around the world. Um, we are so proud to have them here on Mama Said. Please welcome Lauren Paul and Molly Thompson. Hi, Hi guys. Hey, girls. We're excited to be here. Uh, we, you were just telling us that um, you guys are now together at your home in Idaho. That's so nice. Yes, it's so, oh, we haven't seen each other in months with everything going on. And uh, my husband and I have a place up here. We've been kind of posted up here for a while and Molly and her husband and their two kids came up and um, are spending the week with us up here. So it's been so nice. We actually just got back from, um, we took them down to this like little baby beach and they're playing in waves and it's just like so so nice because. So fun to see them together. Yeah. We're just talking about, yeah, just the kids not, you know, playing and and doing their normal life. And so it's just been really special and sweet. That is special. Lauren, did you meet your husband at Coachella? I did, yeah. <laughs> I did too. I did too. <laughs> you did? I, I oh. met him in 2000, let's see, we got, yeah, 2012 Coachella. Yeah. Okay. That's, that is, was that, okay, do you remember, did Arcade Fire headline that year? I think they did. <gasps> um, that was the- it was the Tupac, it was the Tupac hologram year. Okay, yeah, we were there for that. So we, so we met at Coachella in 2010 and then we were friends for a year. And the following year at Coachella, we were there with like the same, we had a yeah. big group of friends 
And so 2011 was the year we were like, let's do this. And then <laughs> oh, we started from so there. funny. Coachella Roman. Yeah. I remember reading about it. I was like, oh my God, Neil, there's someone else that met at Coachella. I was like, Coachella needs to give us like free VIP for the rest of their lives. Like, <laughs> nothing ever there's happened. Probably, yeah, there's there's probably more love stories than, you know, The Bachelor or any of those. Yeah, shows. exactly. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, <laughs> I was going to say with when you were guys talking about seeing your kids playing, I feel like throughout this whole experience of the past couple of months, we've really realized how much like human interaction is so important for all of us, like all our friendships for our kids, for us as grownups. Like I think that we are treasuring our time and our energy who we spend with more and being more selective. But that being said, it's, it's much more quality and appreciation of it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we were just talking about that actually just like this time has made it so that when you're like, when you are spending time with someone or having a conversation with someone, it's more like one-on-one mm-hmm. rather than obviously a big group of people or like a dinner party or yeah. a hang. And yeah. so it's really, um, I feel like allowed us to connect in some ways more deeply with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. It's interesting. Like before all of this, I feel like all of us were just operating in, in a space where I, I, I guess I'll just speak for myself actually, where there's so many people in my life and friendships that, you know, like the coffee date friendships or people that you like still try and, you know, make time for, which is great. But I feel like we've all just been spread so thin, at least again, I'm, maybe I'm just speaking for myself relationship wise. Um, and this time, you know, with all of its challenges, one, I think kind of nice thing is that clarity of like, who are you, you really connecting with during this time and, and making time to, um, yeah, have conversations with and keep in touch and, and see if you can. And, um, yeah, I feel like it's kind of pulled that into focus, which is a really nice thing at this point in life, just to kind of figure out like, who are your people really, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's had some kind of, kind of oversimplifying effect and just all the areas in your life. And that's, yeah, very beautifully said. All right. Well, let's talk about the real reason we're here and we want everybody to learn about the kind campaign and the amazing work that the two of you do. So it began um, initially as uh, a documentary, correct? Yes. Yeah. So go, yeah, so go we, ahead. I'm going to give you guys. The <laughs> <time>. <laughs> um, yeah. So Molly and I, like you said, we met at Pepperdine um, the summer going into our senior year is when we really started laying the groundwork for all of this. Um, we actually didn't really meet until our junior year uh, of college. And we both have experiences with bullying as you know, we all have at different points mm-hmm. in our lives. And, um, for me, I had this experience in middle school that was just really traumatic and kind of this life changing chapter where, um, you know, as a result of what I went through, just dealt with a severe depression and, and just completely lost myself um, in middle school. And through that just really felt like, what is this reality that we're all living in this kind of rite of passage that we've adopted as girls, as women. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this was when we started this in 2009, that's really before bullying kind of became the hot topic that it is now. There was no programming in schools. There's little to no conversation at all. Um, Molly had an experience from high school that um, she'll share in just a bit, but we connected over our love of film and specifically documentary film and 
we sat down going into our senior year and kind of just looked at each other and we're like, why hasn't anybody really talked about this in a serious way, the way girls um, and women can, you know, bully each other and, and really treat each other in these really negative, hurtful ways. And so we started just shooting local interviews uh, in the greater Los Angeles area. And it really, as we turned that camera on, it just felt like we were kind of popping the lid off of something. Um, just hearing these girls and women's stories, it was so obvious that people had been waiting to have a real conversation and take this seriously and to share their stories. Um, and again, there was nothing really being talked about or done at that point. So we kind of looked at each other. We're like, wow, this is so universal yeah. and we need to take it seriously. It affects our whole lives. Mm -hmm. And how much more beautiful would it be to just shift this conversation into how important it is to support one another and, yeah. and to unify in the universal experience of being a woman or a girl, because it is so unique. And um, so we started shooting and it was really through those initial interviews that we looked at each other and realized it could be more than a film. And that's when we started laying the groundwork for our assembly programs and um, kind club curriculums and um, all the work we do in thousands of schools across the world now, which we'll dive into. But um, yeah, it was really through a love of film and then kind of just realizing, oh, maybe, maybe that initial calling that we had actually could evolve into this other thing that we had no idea about. We had no intention of becoming like <laughs> public speakers, you know, right. we're like the people who come to the schools and do the assemblies, <laughs> which is like in hindsight is so funny to think about because we, that was not on our radar mm -hmm. at all. Right. But I think, I think it was all meant to be like doing that film mm -hmm. um, yeah. led us to our real calling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's so cool. You guys, as mamas, we're wiping tushies, looking at butts all day, but do you care about yours? You should. And you know what yours deserves? The gift of tushy. Thankfully, it is now a sleek bidet attachment that clips onto your existing toilet and sprays your butt completely clean with fresh water. It's called tushy, and it is the best thing you can do for your butt. It sprays the water directly on there so you aren't sitting on bacteria that leads to nasty things like hemorrhoids, yeast infections, UTIs, itchy butts. Ew, forget about it. And it won't clog your toilet because you're not using excess paper. It just sprays your butt. It's wet wipes are worse than toilet paper. They're terrible for the environment. They cause anal fissures. You don't want that. And guess what, you guys? It's only $79. So if you go to hellotushy.com slash mama, you will get 10% off your order and free shipping. You guys, Tushy will save your butt. Again, go to hellotushy.com slash mama and get 10% off your order and free shipping. You know, we don't have excuses anymore. There is no better time to take your fitness to the next level. We need to do everything we can to feel good. And every bit of motivation counts. Guess what will motivate you? A sweet new pair of London's most popular sweaty Betty power leggings. They make any move you want knowing your leggings have got your backside. For over 20 years, Sweaty Betty's five-star rated power leggings have helped women crush their workout because no brand can compete with their power leggings, expertly placed seams, and squat-tested compression fabric that physically give your booty instant peach emoji status. Let me tell you, I put mine on the other day and my husband 
couldn't help himself and had to comment on how good my butt looks. So there's, there's your proof. And now through November 1st, you can get 20% off your entire purchase when you visit sweatybetty.com slash mama said. This is the best offer Sweaty Betty has available anywhere because you deserve to look amazing before, during, and after your workout. Get 20% off your entire purchase at sweatybetty.com slash mama said. Only until November 1st. That is S W E A T Y B E T T Y dot com slash Mama Said. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. It's um, it is it, it is a topic I think that people are definitely talking about. But I mean, I'm with you, and I'm sure Jenna can say, could speak to this as well. I mean, we've all experienced a level of bullying, and I think we're while we got through it, we were never given the tools of, of how to deal with it, how to rectify it, how to recognize somebody else's pain and not feel like it was personal. And um, I would just love to hear what your experiences have been like through these assemblies. And then what are, what are the tools? What are the, what's the process, if you don't mind, walk us through it that you, that you go through with the girls at the schools? Yeah. Um, so like you said, you know, we all, kind of up until recently in the past several years, um, just kind of got through it. And it was just accepted as this rite of passage or brushed under the rug. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, that's just something that you have to go through. And so uh, like Lauren was talking about, when we are trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to start this conversation in schools and um, what does change look like? And um, so that's kind of how we formatted the assembly program. And so it's a two hour assembly and um, we go in, it's the two of us when we do founders assemblies. Schools also host their own assemblies without us there. We have a, uh, an entire right. curriculum guide that uh, faculty or counselors, or um, we have something called the kind ambassador program. It's a volunteer program. So sometimes kind ambassadors lead assemblies. Mm-hmm. So this also happens without us there, but for the founders assembly, it's the two of us and we go in and, you know, jeans and a kind campaign t-shirt. So the girls, thank goodness, think that we're not that much older than them, <laughs> um, which really helps. Uh, they kind of see us as like a, you know, a big sister rather than, yeah. um, you know, an adult coming in and saying, this is what I went through back in the day. So well, I'm sure they also see you as women that they would love to be one day. You know, you're two beautiful, accomplished women. And that's like to see that that's what they want. And to hear this from you is even more effective. Well, you, can, you can do something with a friend, you know, like yeah. you can collaborate and whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. You, can, you yes. can do it. Yeah. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So yeah, so we go in and um, we actually start every assembly out with two questions. So we ask the girls to raise their hand if they've ever been affected by something that another female has said or done to them. And, um, you know, every single time, pretty much every single hand in the room goes up and you kind of see the girls looking around being like, oh, you experienced this too? Or like, oh, you've had mm-hmm. your feelings hurt also. And then we follow that question up with to keep their hands raised or to raise their hand if they have ever said or done something to negatively affect another female. And pretty much every single hand in the room stays up when we ask that question. And again, it's almost like this light bulb moment goes off where they realize that not only have they all been affected by the things that have been said and done to them, but they also recognize that they play a role in this and that, you know, they have also said and done things that have negatively affected other people as well. And so the point, you know, doing that is to not only get them all on the same page and realize that they've all been through this, but to also give them hope and to, um, 
you know, let them know that they have control of the situation by, you know, uh, thinking about their own behavior and um, acknowledging the role that they play within this. And so it's kind of like a light bulb moment in some ways for so many of them to realize that, um, you know, by being conscious of the things that they're saying and doing, they can create, you know, their school and community environment. And so that's how we kind of break the ice. And then Lauren shares her experience from middle school and I share my experience from high school, just again, to let them know that we were just sitting in their chairs a few years ago mm-hmm. and yeah. what we through, which doesn't, you know, differ so much from what they might be going through right now and, and how we got through it and what we learned from it. And then we screen Finding Kind, the documentary. And then after the film, uh, which that, you know, them watching that, they kind of go through the whole road trip and journey with us of what we found and talking, you know, to girls and women all over the country. Um, but at the end, you know, it's this really hope, hopeful, um, powerful, you know, moment where they're they've kind of gone on that journey with us and then they're like ready to, to dive into these activities that we do and, and use their voice and create change. And so we do talking about like the tools and, and really where the change happens for the girls is these interactive activities that we do with them. So we start off with the kind pledge, which just opens the floor for them to use their voice to create change. And so it can be something that they want to do within their school, something that they want to do within themselves um, and we allow them to come up to the front and share their kind pledges, which is a really powerful moment oh. for them, you know, to come up and stand in front of their entire female student body and, you know, share what they're pledging to do. And, you know, also putting it out there to be held accountable for making that change or shift within their lives, within their school. And then we dive into the kind apology, which is really our favorite part of the interactive activities, just because it creates such beautiful healing moments. Um, and it's super simple. You know, these also are all just like little pieces of paper and, um, it's just allowing them the opportunity to apologize for something that they've said or done. Um, and we also tell them to hand their apology to the person that they've given it to after the assembly. But oftentimes, you know, we see girls sitting in the room, just like so eager to, you know, to go and apologize to someone that, they'll stand up in the middle of the assembly and walk over and and hand their apology to someone. And, you know, we're at the front of the room watching this happen and seeing, you know, tears and hugs and really beautiful conversation of amended friendship. And um, it just, it, it creates really powerful moments um, with, with the apology specifically. And then we activities with something called the kind card and really kind of leaving the girls with a positive um, on a positive note and it's just as simple as giving them the opportunity to say something kind to someone in their lives and that can be you know one of their best friends or a lot of times they write it to someone who is more of an acquaintance you know someone they're in art class and they've never had the courage to tell them that they they're a really amazing artists and yes. um, we open the floor for the kind card. So they come up to the front and there's girls standing at the front, you know, saying, dear Sarah, I think that you are, you know, such an incredible artist and you're also really funny. And you see Sarah sitting in the audience and her, you know, she lights up cause she didn't oh. even know, you know the person standing at the front knew she existed. So it just what? really closes the, uh, the assembly out with a really um, uplifting and powerful, kind of tone and um yeah it's, it's really beautiful i would i would love to witness this one day if you guys mm-hmm. ever do one in los angeles yeah. uh, you have to let us know but this is i'm literally being transported back into high school right now there was you know sometimes uh 
I, there's, there was an, it's so funny because, you know, um, not until like seven years ago when, when, uh, bullying was being talked about a lot, it, I, I, it got, it brought me back to this (laughs) incident in high school, which basically affected my life for like five years. Uh, it was so bad. Like, I almost like want to cry about it, Hmm. but like, sometimes like girls don't know. And it was, it was just one one sentence that came out of a group of girls' mouths that yeah. affected me basically for like f- maybe even longer than five years, like yeah. therapy. And yeah. I don't think girls realize what they can say th- that they're bullying just because it's one sentence. Yeah. I can't, I, I don't even know why I'm crying. Oh, it's so, it, it was meant so I can overhear it, but they were pretending to talk am- amongst themselves. And, you know, I always talk, I always talk about it and I never, I never considered myself being bullied until I was reading about bullying, you know, seven, eight years ago. And then I was like, gosh, I was bullied in high school and that put me in therapy for like five or six years. Um, And I don't think girls realize what they're doing is bullying. And by you guys going and saying, you know, bullying doesn't have to be a repetitive situation of making fun of someone over and over again. It could be one thing that could trigger something so intense for someone that could have a lasting impression on them, a negative one for a long time. And, you know, I, I, I always said, like, I had a great high school. Like I was never bullied. Like I had a lot of friends and I, and I was very, very, very nice to everyone in my high school because of this situation. I was a freshman and they, these girls were seniors and I just made it my mission to just be really nice to everyone in high school because I thought those girls were just so incredibly mean. But for you guys to go out and, you know, have these assemblies, thank you for doing it because it, it could, you know, have a light bulb go off in these girls who might've said something pretty nasty just once and it it would stop them from doing it for in the future. So I wish there was something like that, you know, 20 years ago. When we do our assemblies, I'm like, gosh, I wish I had this one. Mm -hmm. I was going through my experience, but yeah, I mean, what, what you said is so true. Like, and it's one of the closing points we leave with the girls. Um, actually we talk about it twice during the assembly, just how your words and actions, whether it's, yeah, some campaign you've created to like turn everyone against someone and it's some long elaborate thing or a simple comment that you make to someone in the hallways that could literally change and alter the entire course of somebody's life and not only affect how someone develops relationships throughout the rest of their life, but completely affect the relationship someone has with themselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, and something that you say in sixth grade, ninth grade could drastically alter someone's life and have yeah. consequences, you know, 30 years down the line when you don't even know that person anymore. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, just bring out girls, it's so important because it's so true. And we have, as we've done this for the last, um, 12 years now uh we've had yeah that is crazy um we have so many conversations with adult women and how their whole life was affected by their high school experiences their inability to trust other girls and other women and um you know the insecurities that it built within themselves Mm -hmm. and so yeah it's just it's super important to it's such such important work that you're doing and it's it's it made me think of, you know, cause I am such a seeker of just like meaning and, and wellness in all forms. And, and, and I 
one of the biggest tools I think in my own personal healing is forgiveness, not even so much for others, but towards myself, which like really allows me to have deeper connections and trust with people. And it sounds like that's something that you're giving them at such a young and, and, and important age. And it's just, I I just give so much kudos to you guys for what you're doing. And I too had, you know, my own experiences. I remember just one day my friends decided not to be friends with me anymore in the fifth grade and just for no reason, just to see what it would be like. And I was devastated by that. And then after that, and until only, you know, the past couple of years, and really once I became a mom, Mm -hmm. I found how to have deeper connections with women again and trust them. But then again, also when I became a mom, it almost feels like the judgment and bullying is like kind of this whole thing. So like, can you create a curriculum for moms? (laughs) You know, because how do we... How do we recognize our wounded selves in this moment and just stop passing judgment on each other and realize we're all doing the best we can, you know? Oh, the mom shaming is such a wild world that Mm -hmm. I, I, until becoming a mom, we're both mothers as well. And, um, just had no idea how deep it went and Mm -hmm. how mean it could get. And it's just such a, it's so counterproductive and so insane to me. Cause it's like, if you're a mom shaming another mom, like, you know, how hard this job is. Like, you know how vulnerable it like breaks your whole soul open. And like, and you know, pe- what is, you know, the internet just creates this space where people, you know, can be anonymous and just hide behind their screens and say whatever they, whatever they want. But yeah, no, I've fully have experienced that. And it's been, mm-hmm it's just a really interesting, sad thing to see. It's like, why, why would you do that? Like, right. I'm all down for like constructive conversation. Like yeah. if I listed something, you're like, Oh, did you know this? Like send me a direct message and like, let me know what you think. Like, fine, yeah. whatever this, this, I don't know, just attacking. like attacking mm-hmm. each other. And it's just so sad. I, I it, mean, I, it's, it's also, I, yeah, go on. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, especially on social media, like the attacking on people's, you know, when they're writing under a picture, like you said, like DM, like in what world does everyone else need to see what you're thinking? Like, I know it's social media and it's a dangerous spot to be in, in general, because we're, we're being vulnerable and sharing something, but like, my God, like what type of person, I guess they're not in their right mind, but like, who decides that it's okay just to comment so every other person can see such a negative thing about something you're doing? Like there's always, yeah. there's, you know, there's always a better alternative, which is DMing someone or just doing it in private. It's just, but you know what? You've got to like, think that those people just don't have their it, mind. Right. If the intention was a constructive yeah. feedback, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. I feel like that for some reason that, someone's mind goes to like, I'm putting this so that other people see it so that other people, cause that's the other part of it is then, then there's other, you know, moms who chime in under that, like, yeah, you know, how could you like just keep piling on? And I feel like that's where if the, if the purpose was to kindly help someone else out and say, Hey, I, I don't know if you knew this, but right. maybe check this with the car seat or do this with the, yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever, like the, the DM would happen. And, and I think that's where, it just makes you question and think like, what, like how, how hurt are you or what's happening in your life that you feel like you want to publicly 
attack another mom who's doing the best job that she can. And then it also makes me just like hurt for, for them in some ways. Cause yeah. like how that's trickling out and into your kids and like your own parenting, if you are feeling like you need to attack other people in yeah. such a I mean, even privately, but well, and that's where all of this is birthed. Like our kids are watching mm-hmm. us, like the example that you set and the way you treat other women, <clears throat> other people. I mean, that's the first place that they're learning how to treat human beings. And so yes, so important, like on a daily basis, whether it's anonymously online or to your own friends, mm-hmm. like yeah. to, to stop and, and check yourself and mm-hmm. in the way you're communicating and and yeah, and what your intention is behind mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's. I think all the time, of, I, I can't imagine what it would have been like. And I'm sure you guys have really firsthand seen the shift of if there was social media when we were in middle school and high school, because that just feels like it's a whole other level of uh, yeah. inclusiveness and excluding and bullying. And I, I, I'm interested to know, like, how. I mean, it's must've been so integral in playing that part because when you're young, I mean, as grown women, we can kind of pick and choose who we interact with. Right. But when you're young and you're in a school, you don't have a choice about the people that you are around and the people you have to pick from to yeah. be your friends. So that's, that's, and, and I have even my niece who's nine years old, like texting me, asking me to put her account on my Instagram so she could get more followers. And I'm just like, I, I kills me that you're mm-hmm. even thinking about this right now. Yeah. yeah. It's been um, interesting doing the work that we've been doing in schools over the last, you know, 10 years, because there has been such a shift, even from when we started this to now with social media and now all of the platforms and right. um, kind of be able to have a front row seat to how kids are interacting with it and, what's going on, you know, with them, like experiencing this new platform. Cause it's new, you know, for all of us relatively new. And so, um, it's been really heartbreaking at times, just seeing how deeply, deeply impacted they are by the, the value and the worth that they see of themselves that is reflected on social media and how, um, just they, they place, you know, of course, and, that's their world. Their worlds right now are online. And I mean, now during this time, you know, everyone being at home even more so that's something we were just talking about is like social media already played such a huge role within their lives and their social interactions all happened in that space pre staying at home and quarantining. And now with so many schools, not even having that, like walking through the hallways, like no social interaction in that way. um, You know, it's, it'll be interesting to see kind of how this next next school year plays out, um, for so many kids. But what you were saying about your niece reminded me of, um, a girl that we met actually at Lauren's, uh, high school. Mm -hmm. And this was, and this has been now like five or seven years ago. And we did an assembly. And, um, oftentimes when we're standing at the front of the room, you know, we kind of can see different girls in the audience who might be having a hard time or, you know, are just really impacted by the experience and we'll kind of like, you know, to each other, be like, oh, this person might be coming up and, you know, talking to us because after the assembly, we often stay and we'll talk to different girls who come up and share different things with us and sometimes really, really heavy things that are going on in their lives. And so this one girl that we had noticed earlier came up and based on just how emotionally distraught she was, we thought she was, you know, 
potentially going to share something about something going on at home or, mm-hmm. you know, eating disorders, just something really, really big. And she opened up to us and shared with us that a group of her, you know, friends, quote unquote friends, um, basically kicked her out of their group and created a system that revolved around Instagram. And the only way that they would talk to her in the hallways is if she had a certain amount of new followers every day and a certain amount of likes on her photos. And they wouldn't talk to her at school and they wouldn't sit with her at lunch if she didn't meet these these numbers that they set for her. And so she is like in tears sharing this with us and, and letting us know that she goes home at night and she creates new accounts to oh then my God. those and like goes through this whole thing every single day. So you just feel the anxiety. Like, it's so that's, intense. That's just, that's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. Just thinking about like her sitting there, you know, she should be doing her homework or doing something she, you know, loves to do, like a hobby that she loves to do. And she's like sitting there on her phone, like making. Oh my God. That's terrible. That's so sad. Like as adults, we struggle with this. Like we're all seeing in real time the things that we're not a part of. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and the dinner party you weren't invited to. And you're like, oh, wait, why? You know, imagine a 12 year old and seeing the silver play out in real time. And then all the things that they're saying and doing as you're sitting home by yourself, it's like, like staring all at those phone. sorts of things that like, you know, middle school was really hard for me. All we had at that point was yeah. uh, AIM instant messenger. <laughs> and they, and that, was, and that was a major source of like my pain, like they would do things to me on that. So I can't even imagine like a million dollars to go back and, and go. So I just have like such a heart and like my heart breaks for, all these kids and teens that are going through such crucial developmental stages of life with this device and, and with mm-hmm. these platforms. Cause again, like we know it's, it's hard for us to interact with it. Yeah, so right. That age, like, I, you know, we don't even have the research yet to see like how all this is going to affect those generations. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like our generation is one of the last that kind of had a childhood without that. Yeah. And these kids, you know, like, in uh, we go into elementary schools and you know second graders and I, I understand why people at that age have phones it's like that's this is the world we live in but mm-hmm. just thinking about you know from the age of like six years old having a phone through the rest of your life like mm-hmm. how does that affect yeah. so many parts of your life it's yeah it's mind-blowing this is what what do you, what in your advice of just in your experience with everything what can we do as mothers like what can we do to help support our kids right now with stuff like this? You know, one of our, I think, most, I think, crucial Mm -hmm. pieces of advice that we give, it's kind of interesting during this time because Mm -hmm. I don't know really how this works right now with COVID, but um, uh, something that we've shared that we've gotten a a lot of positive feedback on is just really listening to your kids and seeing what they're interested in outside of school because, Sometimes the school experience, it's, you know, you can't change all the dynamics and it is what it, like some people take their kids out of school, they try new schools and, and sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but one thing that we've seen, and even thinking back on my own experience, one of my saving graces was my, like I was a part of a tennis team and I, I played guitar and I was a part of this young life youth group. And, and when you, I think, listen to your kids and ask 
them what they're interested in and, and really try and find spaces for them to meet people outside of their mm-hmm. school experience. It not only instills them with a sense of confidence that, you know, they're meeting people that are like-minded into the same things, but they're able to oftentimes meet kids that have nothing to do with whatever their social experiences yes. as able to like actually truly escape mm-hmm. that and be themselves and not have to carry all of that into those circles. And mm-hmm. so, you know, some of my best friends I met who, who didn't go to my school and I was able to just like not worry about being judged or, Oh, did they hear about that rumor that mm-hmm. was started about me? We're just like on the tennis court playing tennis, just doing our thing. And so I think, you know, asking your kids listening and if you're able to find those places for them outside of school, I think that's a really important thing. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Will you guys do any virtual um, assemblies at yeah, all? Yeah, I was going to ask how you guys are shifting now with all yeah. the COVID. Yes, we're actually um, really, really excited. We, I guess it was like one or two months into everyone, you know, quarantining. And we had like one week of our spring tour this last spring before, you know, everything kind of shut down. And so then, of course, we, you know, canceled the rest of our tour and, um and at first it was like, okay, well, we'll, you know, pick back up in the fall or, you know, not realize what was really happening. And um, we had a really great, but also hard conversation of realizing oh, our jobs are really greatly impacted by, you know, yeah. everything like we work in schools and that's, you yeah. know, we don't know what it looks like in the future. So with that, we've actually been kind of working nonstop on reconfiguring all of our programming to create virtual assemblies. And so we're really, really excited. We, um, we haven't officially released that we've like created this whole virtual experience, but, um, we we will be soon and and I'm sure it will be released by the time this is going up. But, um, yeah, so we have, um, coincidentally actually like in 2014 or yeah, 2015, we filmed the two of us, um, sharing, kind of the parts of the founders assembly that that do typically, um, you know, the schools miss out on when they host their own assemblies. And so we shared us, you know, leading the assembly basically. And then we kind of tabled that and didn't do anything with it. Cause we were like, well, we're still going out on the road. Like we'll use this when, you know, the time comes for us not to, you know, do that. Yeah. And kind of revisited all of that footage and um, have created a full on virtual founders, assembly experience. It was amazing. We had forgotten. We already edited it. We're yeah. like, oh, this is like ready to go. Oh, yeah. How yeah. perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And, your, and your website offers, you know, the, the ability to, to do the pledge and the kind cards I saw. So it's, 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 it's lovely that that's still there too, for the girls that you've impacted to still feel connected to you and, and what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited. We're also, um, so we're releasing our, our virtual assembly, um, and then we also actually, because typically the two of us go on two tours a year, we do one in the fall and one in the spring. And so we're actually going to do a virtual founders tour this awesome. fall. We're really yeah. excited we'll about live streaming in yeah. classrooms. We yeah. will be your ambassadors for yeah. whatever you need for this, because clearly I was touched <laughs> on yeah. for this topic, which, you know, that doesn't happen to me very often. I start to cry during, um, these you know, recordings, but anyway, um, I, I just, I, I can't like, this is so incredible. And it just like really just stuck with me. And, and I was also going to say, you know, no, no human is perfect. Like I am not perfect. And I've definitely, this conversation has definitely made me even think more about even, you know, saying things about other mothers. Cause 
while I, I have good intentions, you know, I'm not perfect. And I still think a certain way when I see a picture or may have, may say something to a friend and, you know, even talking to you guys, um, I will, I will be more careful about my thoughts and my words. Um, because, you know, I have to learn from my own mistake. You just need reminders now and then. And as a mom, I don't ever want to affect another mom and, or let it get back to her. So it's just like a good reminder to talk to you girls, even as a mother, to just be really careful of what you, what you say to other people. Yeah. Um, That's the minute you're thinking about judging other, another mom, or I love what you said, like looking at your scrolling and you're like, Oh, like, why are they doing, you know, whatever those thoughts are. It's like, put yourself in like the darkest mom moment that you've had, like projectile vomit in the face. Like you haven't slept in two weeks, like you're juggling all the, and like, just like sit there for a moment and then you won't say Mm -hmm. or think what you're about to say or think. It will, it will. Yeah. And we all, we all still have that little girl, that little middle schooler, high schooler inside of us forever. She's always with us, part of us. And the truth is all we ever want is love and acceptance and connection. And I just, on behalf of a fellow woman and mom, the work you guys are doing, I always say the greatest work is something that kind of just falls into your lap because you just had a genuine intention or need for it yourself. And it sounds like this is what, you know, kind campaign is. And we're just, again, just in awe of the both of you and the work that you do, you should be so proud and it's incredible um, but we're not going to let you go yet. I think you've been warned. We make everybody share shitty mommy stories with us. So if you don't <laughs> mind, we're going to take a quick break and ask you to share a shitty mommy with us. Martha Stewart, Miss Calm Herself, just released a new CBD product line to help you channel your inner Martha, no matter what bumps life throws your way. After three decades, Martha Stewart isn't just the undisputed expert in better living, guys. She's also the definition of calm and collected. We know how 2020 has left all of us feeling. So thank God Martha is here to the rescue. She is entering into the CBD world and she has something for everyone. From Meyer lemon or blood orange oil drops to citrus or berry medley gummies to unflavored capsules and oils, no matter what you choose, you will get pure, safe CBD isolate for a consistent dose every time. So find your inner Martha with Martha Stewart's new line of CBD from Canopy Growth. Head to mamasaid.marthastewartcbd.com and use the discount code MAMA15 for 15% off. Express is all new and all about you. With a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles, Express is a brand that encourages people to dream big and dress accordingly by providing a curated edit of high-quality pieces for day, night, and everything in between. The quality and comfort of these pieces, I can guarantee, are amazing. They're also so versatile. They can be dressed up, down, depending on the situation, and we all need easy things to grab in our closet. Also, they they have the Dream Big Project. That is Express's ongoing fundraising initiative powered by GoFundMe that's created to support charities and organizations that share Express's mission of empowering people to go for their dreams. Express right now is is supporting GoFundMe Small Business Relief Fund to help those impacted by COVID-19. How amazing is that? So get your shopping on Mamas. Text MAMA to 397-737 to receive $25 off your purchase. Again, text MAMA to 397-737 to receive $25 off your purchase. And don't forget to tag us and show us what you're wearing. 
This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we're back. So if you don't know what Shitty Mommy is, Shitty Mommy is basically any moment you've had within your parenting journey where you feel like, I can't believe I did that or said that or thought that because it just allows our listeners to feel connected and realize we're all in this together. We're all just, we're not alone. Exactly. Shitty Mommy! I love that so much. I actually, I, did they tell us about this? No. I, I need to think for one second. Okay. Okay. We're not live. You can We're not live. You might be good to go. Well, no, I mean, I, I have so like many. I have so, so many. Like, where so do I more of us? Like, yeah. Because I also, I, like, I have, I think I have too many to even narrow down. Yeah. But, well, one actually from this morning. Like oh, what nice. woke me up this morning? Well, oh was, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> was um, you know we're here and Landon, my two-year-old, is sleeping in a pack and play in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> of course, <laughs> at Warren uh, and Aaron's house, and we were woken up by him. Apparently, he can climb out of his pack and play now. So he climbed out of the pack and play and then locked himself in the bathroom. So oh. literally, we woke up to we just hearing the like you know the push of the lock. Oh shit! Bolted out of bed, <laughs> like not, like then uh, realizing that he actually is locked in, locked in, locked in. Just like falling his eyes out, and we're looking at each other like, wait, oh, how this just how, what a wake up, and this yeah. just how do we get you out of there? And also, mm-hmm. we were not anticipating that. So, what's in there that you could be yes hanging like, on and grabbing and like? Uh, so that's a that was yeah that was how did you get him out? Uh, a bobby pin. Yeah, okay. I was say. Yeah. <laughs> After like trying to get him, we're like, uh, pull the button back, pull the button back. I mean, he's too, he's like, I didn't do any, you know, I was like, yeah. you in. he's like, I did it. I'm like, oh. no, I'm not locked him in there. Cause he's telling us like, you locked me in. And we're like, no, <laughs> we didn't do that. You did that. Oh. But he couldn't figure it out. And so thankfully a bobby pin came to the okay, rest. Okay. Thank God. Thank goodness for that bobby pin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I was just trying, I was like scanning all the, all the things and I, and what popped up that I feel like, um, I haven't even thought about in so long. Cause I feel like the beginning chapter of mommyhood, you like black out half the yep. time, oh. but, um, <laughs> but I just remember it's actually like a moment. I kind of just like want to go back and like hug myself where oh. I remember I was like sitting in our bedroom and it was one of the first moments where I was like, Oh, like obviously your life changes in such a beautiful way, but I'm like, my life is not, I can't just like do anything now whenever I want. And like, it was like one of those moments where I'm like, okay, I need to realize that and, and adjust. And your life is not yours. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just something simple. My girlfriend was having this dinner party and you remember, I remember this? this. I remember and it was like this. story. My daughter was I don't know, like a month old, super tiny. And I had a really hard time breast with breastfeeding at first. Mm-hmm. It was like such a journey. So painful. I had mastitis. Yeah. Yeah. And, the worst. and there was this, and anyway, so I was like so excited about this dinner. I don't even remember why it was like such a big, it was probably just wanting to like feel like myself and just, yes. like, yes. you know, yeah. and I remember I was like sitting in our chair in our bedroom trying to feed story she's crying i i think i had mastitis during this my boobs are like 
on fire. Oof. Oh, I didn't have enough milk pumped. My mom had, to, yeah, she was like, I'll come and watch her for a little bit. Cause it was Aaron and I were both invited to this thing and yeah. I didn't pump enough milk. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I actually can't go do this. Like I don't have milk for her. And it was just like one of those learning experience, but yeah. I just remember being there crying and being like, babe, we're going to this dinner. And he's like, Lauren, we can't go. And it's okay. Like, yeah. but I was just like so upset crying and it was just one of those things where I don't know I just had to sit and be like oh yeah I'm a mom and I have this like human and yes yeah, I don't know all the like tricks yet and if I want to do something I need to like plan for this now and I need to pump for however long and that just, was hard for me too oh yeah. but I'm so hard wanting so bad to go and just like be me for a second because I was so in it like all day every day as we are when we yep. you know yeah so intense and um it was just one of those moments of like no this is not gonna happen and this is gonna happen a lot from now yeah. on so I was gonna say every mom will feel you on every <laughs> level trust me we, we we all feel it our first our first um episode of this podcast was who am I now that I'm a mom because oh. your identity really just gets thrown and you you have these pieces of you still that were really important that you've cultivated for a very long time. But now, you know, it's, it's the ultimate push and pull of it all, but we all know it's all worth it. And um, thank you both so much again. I hope you guys have a great time together. Jen and I really, really appreciate both of you. Again, it's the kind campaign and kindcampaign.com to learn more about it. Right. And we're going to leave you with a mama set. Remember mama said, Kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Bakewell. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are each and every. Go to eachandevery.com slash mama and use code mama for 30% off your first purchase. Tushy. Go to hellotushy.com slash mama for 10% off and free shipping. Express. Text mama to 397-737 to receive $25 off of your purchase. Martha Stewart CBD. Go to mamasaid.marthastewartcbd.com and use code mama15 for 15% off. Sweaty Betty. Get 20% off your entire purchase when you go to sweatybetty.com slash mama said. And remember, all the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode.